Africa Report with Jean-Jacques Cornish. Bonjour, Jean-Jacques. Bonjour, Kino. Now, the legislative hurdle cleared to U.S. power boost for Africa. So what does Remember that mean? Remember when Barack Obama was here, he said they were going to bring power to uh, 50 million Africans who didn't have it before. And that's, uh, what they're doing is they are, uh, the private sector is doing it and they're having government-backed guarantees. But the, the legislative hurdle was the Congress said, well, it's all very well to bring this, but you are then increasing the carbon. And in this age of uh, global warming, this was a big concern. So this has now gone through. They've worked out they will have uh, uh, 20,000 uh, megawatts by 20, 2020, mm. and it's all going to work. It's got to go through the... Uh, actual both houses, but it has been through the committee and they seem to have made the deal they need. Well, that's brilliant. I mean, I think Africa certainly needs that. Um, de- definitely a positive on the horizon there. I see France Ooh. promises aid in fighting Boko Haram. Well, François Hollande was in Nigeria yesterday and said we're shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with you on this. Uh, today, François Hollande is in the Central African Republic where he will see Captain Samba Panza, speak to French troops. They are now up to 2,000. The last 500 arrived uh, this week. Uh, problems still in the Central African Republic. You know, they, they mm. want, uh, and certainly the French commander said that the Central African Republic people themselves should be doing more. Uh, so, uh, you know, they want to get the French troops out eventually, but they need to have some kind of uh, indication where they can do this. Now, before we talk about the chilling parallels between behavior of apartheid South Africa and Uganda, our quote of the day came from the Deputy Chief Justice. You heard? Did you hear what it was? He said, to hell with Museveni. And I'd like to repeat that today. And maybe there's some Ugandan officials listening to us this morning. And I'd like to echo what our Deputy Chief Justice had to say last night to not only Museveni, to his whole government and their representatives in South Africa, to hell with you. Now, tell us about the chilling parallels. Well, basically, you know, I mean, I sat in, 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 at the United Nations for five years when we had uh, the apartheid regime was saying, don't get involved. Uh, you know, you can't atta- uh, attack apartheid. It's attacking our um, domestic policy. Well, the world then said, this is enough, you know, we can't. And finally, you realize when you have that, uh, the, the you, you, policies that fly in the face of uh, human rights and, and, and human justice, you've got to take action. Well, you know, what struck me then, the way the uh, Ugandans are responding now, you take your money and keep it, uh, is exactly the way the uh, apartheid regime behaved at the time of apartheid. They were backed by some people, and then they just said to them, you know, the whole bloody world is against us and we don't care. Uh, so here's, uh, here's your enemy was definitely doing exactly the same thing. It's about time people do treat this piece of uh, draconian legislation where they treated, um, they treated apartheid. They've got to isolate it. They've got to take direct action. And that includes us. We should have been doing it. We who were beneficiaries of that action at one stage, we cannot now hide behind diplomatic niceties and play games. We must be more direct and act more directly. Without a doubt, JJ. That's JJ Cordish there with your Africa report. Let's hear you say what, what, what uh, Dikhamu Seneke had to say. 
Would be. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, I agree with you, mate. Now listen, that's JJ Cordish and your Africa report.